Welcome back, everyone, to the second episode for the week for the podcast for the love of cinema. This is episode two ninety B. We will now discuss our thoughts on B. Pray with you for that discussion. Grayson Dutch Maxwell and Roger get to the chopper Stillion. Mm. No, you know you don't like that one. Mm. Yeah, fair, fair enough. For the episode discussing DC League of Super Pets, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 290A, posted on Tuesday, 8-9. Well, hey. Roger, we very often get the privilege of watching an actually an okay movie. Yeah, so it's and, weird how that works out sometimes. And I'm happy to say that Prey was I'm I'm very I was very surprised with what Prey gave us. I, I had been reading some things online about what people were saying, but like I didn't quite know what to expect, to be honest. So I'm no, gonna... but yeah, what we got, man. Hey, it's uh, it's definitely better than what I thought we were gonna get. Um, but hey, I'm here for it. No, I agree. I'm 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 very happy with it. Now, as always, we'll jump into the. Here's what I here's I have a little I have a little contention with this point on Rotten Tomatoes to start us out with, but okay, start us out with Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't because I'm 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 a I'm a very staunch supporter of the original. Mm-hmm. I love the original. I think the original did so many things right, especially on the writing front. But the tomato meter on this one is 92, and the audience score is 80. Now, by comparison, okay. the first Predator has has always been considered the best of of the Predator franchise. Sure, tomato, with the tomato meter being 80 percent. An audience score being eighty-seven. Now, I think it's notable just to just to say just to look at for one second. The guy who made the first Predator was John McTiernan. Now, as you know, Roger, you will know because he I'm I'm a longtime lover of what the movies he's made. Um, I I've loved you know I love Thirteenth Warrior. I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. I love The Last Action Hero. Uh, I love the Red the Hunt for Red October. Uh, Die Hard, Predator. I love all those movies, and he has his. He directed all those. Pretty stout resume for like dude movies in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Especially like Thirteenth War is one of my go tos. Um, the original Predators is not really a. It's not really a throw on, watch type of type of movie. But you had to be in the mood for it. But, um, so that's kind of where I sit with that. So and I, there's a there's a line in this movie. Um, it, it's it's a reference to the first one. The um, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Sure. And that's a John McCarran. And also, he there's a line like that in Thirteenth Warrior, and there's a line similar in Die Hard. So I mean, that is definitely a McTiernan thing. But uh, without further ado, let's jump into let's jump into some particulars, shall we? Yeah. All right. Prey is a Hulu exclusive. Before right now, it's a Hulu exclusive. Um, and we are. Amber Midthunder as Naru, Dakota Beavers as Tabe, Diane DeLaguerro as Predator, and these next few names I'm not even going to try to. Storme Kip, Michelle Thrush, Julian Back Antelope, uh, Stephanie Mathias, Nelson Lease, Bennett Taylor. Sorry if I butchered any of those names. Directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, Roger, what's Prey about? Uh, it's not about church. That's, it is not. <laughs> that is for sure. So, uh, Prey is an interesting movie. It is a movie um, that is set in the 1719 to be exact. Um, it is the story of a predator coming to Earth and encountering a Comanche Indian tribe and some uh, trappers during that time frame and watching how that plays out. It's uh, a lot lower tech than what you're used to for a predator movie. Um, 
for our heroes and for the Predator as well. I hope you took notice of that as well, Grayson. Um, oh, yeah, I, I definitely did. I've, I've definitely some, some neat tricks for the Predator there, but definitely some like old school feel to it. So I, I definitely appreciated it. So, you know, I, I see a lot of people online saying this is this is the first time the Predators come to Earth. And canonically, I don't think that's true because in, in AVP, we we see flashes of, you know, they've, they've, they've come here, you know, during, during the, the, the Aztec and Inca empire, yeah, they, they built an Aztec temple in the, uh, so this is in not what the, Antarctica or so, whatever, right? So 1719 is not the first time the predators are here. I don't know if AVP is considered canon. I have no, see, idea. I don't, I don't know how that plays out. So I haven't looked. I mean, they're pretty bad, so I don't really give a shit either way. <laughs> so I'm just going to lay that out there. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. They're, those are those are pretty awful for 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 both franchises, Alien and for and for Predator. They're both pretty bad. They don't really forward anything. They just kind I of, I at the time remember watching the first one in the theater, thinking, "Oh man, it's just so cool, or it's going to be so cool." And then you watch the movie, and you're like, "Yeah, it's all right." And then the second one was just absolutely trash. So yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe like the most absolute trash it could have been is the second one. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was as bottom of the barrel garbage as it can be. However, this is not that. (laughs) No, it is not. You are right about that. Good, 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 good segue. (laughs) This, all the trash that that is, this is not that. So here's the, so we, 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 I'm a wordsmith. A (laughs) wordsmith indeed. We, we have an opening that, that introduces us to a, a tribe of, of Comanche people who are just living their lives in 1719 somewhere in what what appears to be like the Dakotas or something, right? I assume we're talking like Dakotas, Montana, Nebraska, somewhere Some, out that somewhere way. Somewhere in one of those beautiful-ass wilderness states. That's well, somewhere with just a little bit of hills, so yeah. not one of the completely flat states. <laughs> exactly. I mean, probably you're probably right. Montana-ish is probably where we're sitting. Um, we are introduced to Nanaru, who was on the precipice of becoming – uh, you know, she wants to become a warrior for her people. Yeah, first things first, she's a lady. So things well, are different for her and her her tribe. She is her, a hunter tracker, or she is a tracker trying to become a hunter. And in their culture, that's not really how things work. But she's pretty okay at what she does. So she's trying to make it. They want her to settle into her, her female role of kind of like village keeping, taking, taking care of the people. Foraging and that sort of stuff. She wants to be a warrior. And she, and and look in her defense, this woman can throw a tomahawk better than any man I've ever met. (laughs) She's pretty dude. When she has the tie to the rope, man, man, that was dope. That's the God of war, uh, hammer. If you didn't notice that, (laughs) the God of war acts. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, because it comes with no credit. Never, never mind. So yeah, I just, that, that was some pretty cool tech on their part. But uh, I, I am glad that we they did establish a time of seventeen nineteen. So we weren't like aimlessly guessing when in the history this is because I mean it does matter because like the French trappers it, it, it does matter and the seven I think seventeen fifty seven was in right smack dab in the middle of the French and Indian War. So this this predates that. This is it does. so um, white Europeans have come to the continent. They I mean and it's this is still a very much a a very wild, savage land. When you, you, I mean, you have several different warring factions. You have all kinds of different tribes, and you know, your French trappers. You have probably British people running around somewhere. Lewis and Clark were going 
sometime around this time period. So that that is all sitting in this in this time period here. Sure. And I love some of the opening shots we get with the cinematography, which is gorgeous. But also, this is kind of a movie being self-aware is like because we're looking for the predator. We know what the predator is. We know it can stealth camouflage and it can do some cool stuff. And we're looking for that. And of course, mm-hmm. some of these opening shots are like they're holding on just an open forest. And like, of course, I, I know your eyes were too. My eyes were like scanning the screen, looking for something moving. Sure, Were, weren't yours too, though? Is that what absolutely? So, in that the movie's already playing into that we know what a predator is, and we know what it can do, what it's capable of, some of its technology. So, we're introduced to Naru and her tribe and her dog. Which I'm happy to say does, spoiler alert, survive the whole movie. Thank the you. dog star of the show, because dogs always are the star. If you haven't learned from a little movie called John Wick, you never kill a man's dog. Ever. That's right. Ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. Nothing good comes from killing a man's dog. That's for goddamn sure. I was, so there is just as little aside, I was kind of off put by the very 2022 English dialect they were using. Like it was. Maybe not the dialect, but some of the words they used were, were very 2022. Yeah. That kind of took me out. But there is actually a version that's all. You can, you can watch this in full Comanche. Comanche is, it's dubbed Comanche, which is, I think, in the, what is it, the first movie to ever be that way? I think that's I pretty cool, though. That's pretty it's, awesome. Listen, that's a neat trick. It's a neat trick. Now, listen, I'm not Comanche. I don't speak Comanche. I can't understand <laughs> Comanche, so I will never do that, but. You know, that's kind of cool. You know you know what else you can't do? Throw a tomahawk. First off, yes, I can. <laughs> have you, wait, have you I, I, may, I may struggle to, you know, yank the rope and catch it on the way back, but I can definitely throw one. <laughs> With any accuracy and precision? I mean, I've gone axe throwing, bro. Oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I can. Wow, you surprised me with that with that retort. I didn't expect that one. Yeah. <laughs> First off, you, never underestimate me. <laughs> Ever. I've, I've, I've been learning that for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm a man of, I'm a multifaceted genius, basically. Uh, fast forward a little bit. We see. Snip that. We'll use that for later when I say something <laughs> really fucking dumb. And we see Naru, she's wandering around. She sees what is a, I don't even know how you, I don't even know how someone of, of, of her would describe what she's seen in the sky. She describes it as a, what, a thunderbird? Or thunderbird. A, a thunderbird in the clouds. And of course, I mean, that's a predator ship. And then not too much later, we get, we see the predator being dropped off and then he begins his hunt. So let's talk about it from there, Roger. Now, we know what the predator can do. We know what the predator's capable of. We have seen... I don't think outside. I mean, but Predator's kind of a unique character in the fact that we don't. I mean, outside of what the movies have given us, we don't really know much about the Predator. No, there is a Predator comic book, that sort of stuff. Um, I've never delved into that, so I can't tell you what's you know what the actual Predator rules are for being a Predator and that sort of stuff. But uh, Predator is a cool character. I've always thought, you know, just being picked out to come and basically big game hunt on our planet. I think that's an awesome idea. So, you know, it is, it is certainly interesting. Um, I, I, one thing I can't stand though is, and I guess because I, I mean, so why did none of the other predators that we ever see have any kind of have the same face mask that, that this guy does? Well, we've never seen one in 1719 is what I think. Well, but does that matter or is there tech? Well, or tech? Well, I, I think, well, here's the thing though. You know, fast forward to what's what's the first what year is the first Predator movie? Eighty so what? Eighty what? 80, oh, 87. 
87. Okay. So mind you, this is basically 300 years before that, right? Correct. You have to assume the predator technology would evolve at least a little bit over, you know, 275 plus years, right? Correct. Correct. So I would, I would just put it like, yeah, like they're a little bit lower tech because, you know, obviously we are stone age compared to them in just about every capacity. We are. But, you know, this is definitely that's that's how I look at it. It doesn't surprise me because, look, if the Predator was in like full on, what was it, 2015 Predator movie? Is that the last one? I mean, yeah, I think so. Um, if they were on that kind of Predator tech, dude, these people had no chance. <laughs> the Adrian so, Brody or the Adrian Brody, that was like 2010. No, there was one after that, right? Was that? You're talking about Predators. Oh, yeah, Predators, yeah. With No, there's one after that, right? I don't know. I was maybe I've missed that mail. Maybe it's one I missed. It's but no, not but so, so, but like the predators, they do have, like I mean, they they have their iconic face. Yeah, mask. in 2018, the predator. Oh my god! I didn't see that one. Yeah, it's only got a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes. You probably didn't miss much. Oh, this is the one where like they have oh, a no, su- the super one. predator hunting the other predators. I did see that one. We we even talked about it, Rod. That's how forgettable that movie is. Yeah, so. we even talked about it. Okay, so okay, that was that was, that was written by Shane Black. Mm-hmm. That, that was the one that people really really just didn't fucking like. Okay, great. Mm. There we have. Okay, so that now I saw the poster. I'm like, okay, caught up, done. So, I, let's. I, I think the important thing to focus on is the first predator, maybe the second predator. Sure. That's so we, fine. We, I'm we okay with if you just took the Predator One, Predator Two, and Prey and put them in the one box. I'm I'm okay with that. As the only canon ones. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I mean, Predators and the Predator will they have to be considered regular canon? But like I said, this is probably the second best Predator movie, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to it's listen. It's going to be real borderline between Predator Two, Predator One will always be the be all end all Predator movie. Obviously, it's the first one. It's pretty well done. It's iconic, iconic movie. So, you know, there's that. But this one, I, it, it kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's a very serviceable story with likable characters, rela- semi relatable characters, even for characters based in the 1700s, which is weird. But like they hold their own. Like it's well done. God, man, this movie just it checks all the boxes and it shouldn't. It's just it's funny how it works out that way. It is. <laughs> and it's and it's the characters are fun. Um I love I mean her and her brother are just badasses. I love seeing them both. Sure. I do love their banter between each other like real brother and sister banter, banter you know, basically calling I, each I other agree. dickheads all the time. Cuz look, that's that's siblings at the best. <laughs> and one thing I do want to say about the one thing I did want to say I made a note of about the language is when they when they come across the French trappers, one mm-hmm. of, during one of the dialogue exchanges, um, one of the French trappers says you're speaking you're speaking – I think someone says, how do we know she's Comanche? And someone says she's speaking Comanche even though she's speaking – so we're hearing English, but I think she's speaking Comanche. You know, if that, yeah. Does that make sense? Well, yes, it does. And so that one of the neat things about this is the scene Grayson's alluded to. If you watch this movie, you automatically know what we're talking about is we can understand what she is saying. We cannot understand what the trappers – and I believe they're all speaking French. Do not quote me on that. I do believe it is French though, but it's not subtitled. Or anything like it is unintelligible unless you speak French. <laughs> um, it is not subtitled. Like you're not supposed to understand what they're saying. So I thought that was kind of a neat thing. I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie. 
uh, had done that on purpose until some one of the like must be like their translator guy comes up to her and speaks to her in broken English, which we assume is broken Comanche, right? Yes, because then he refers to it as Comanche. Yes, oh. and I think that that was that's cool. Like that's not anything that I've ever seen before, and it's different, and I appreciated it. So. I did too. I always wonder how they do those weird. Like remember in Valkyrie, how he was speaking German, and then like mm-hmm. over over the length of like a 30 second letter he was reading, he went from German to, it went yep. from sub- subtitled German to English. Yep. And then of course Which, he's speaking English for us in the movie, but they're, but they're speaking German, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was interesting with what they did in this movie with that. I thought that, that was, uh, I thought it was a very smart move. Um, Certainly. Yeah. So, I mean, and one of the people, I think her brother, she says something and he says, cause we have to C A U S E not, not because, I don't think anyone would at that, that time would have said cuz, but I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, that, that's debatable at best, but and here's the thing. That doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, no. It, it just caught me off guard, is all. Um, so let's talk not about the part, the, not the part where they ganged up and, you know, ultimately killed a predator. That wasn't supposed to caught you off guard. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, so the, I think one of the one of the more one of the interesting parts of this movie is the lion. Is they're hunting a lion, which is it's a mountain I mean, lion. A mountain lion, which is a pretty respectable predator. I mean, well, it's it's basically lion. second level of predator for them. The the thing above them would be the grizzly bear, which we also do encounter. So well, bear or like any other. I mean, something just big aberration of something. But yeah, and then so I like how we we go from something that they can kill with a relative amount of ease to hunting a bear, which is. Maybe not so much ease in killing it, but I mean, you still can do it. It's just you require a lot more careful. And you don't really try to usually kill bears by yourself. It's no, usually you a group effort. Group effort with spears in a cave. You go in at yeah, that kind of thing. Is but, that what happens when you and your friends get together and kill bears? We do. We you know make sure we can record them in a cave. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I, I, I that seems like a terrible fucking idea. Honestly, I've taken down a few by myself. Don't don't you mm. worry about that. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this is made up. So let's talk about the first the, the the first interaction we get with when when all the worlds collide the the, the, the predator nature and Nauru, the bear let's 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 talk about when when that when the, we talk about this scene here. So Nauru is tracking this bear. She you know goes to shoot the bear. Her bowstring breaks or comes apart or whatever. So she ends up not getting a good shot off. And the bear starts chasing her. The dog drives the bear to follow it real quick while she basically gets her bow fixed. The bear takes one to the neck, doesn't even slow him down, right? <laughs> Nothing. Like, like she's dead unless something happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she dives in the water, swims underwater, try to get away from the bear, pops up inside of a beaver dam. Um, and the bear is just tearing, this, tearing it apart, right? Just beating it up, tearing it up. And all of a sudden, the bear stops. And like turns around, and the the predator like you can only see like the shimmery side of it, where because it's in the water with them, and the bear and the predator start going at it, and it's pretty cool, you know. Like the the bear gets some good shots in, right? Like well, we, bear, we see some green blood, which is you know. the, yeah, he draws blood for the first time, um, gets a couple good shots off. Ultimately, the bear succumbs to the predator uh, rather violently, too. By the way, what it get gets his gets his jaw broke, and then gets his neck snapped, which is. <laughs> and then the part so the predator ultimately ends with holding the bear above it slits it open and just drenches itself in the bear's blood and, and I was just oh, like I mean, 
But that's oh, what dang. A, but, but that's what a warrior would have done. I mean, that's what, when you take down a big prey, that's what you would have done. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there are some Native American tribes where they would, like, eat the heart of, the, well, of their big prey. We'd already seen the predator at that point take down a wolf with little to no problem, too, by the way. Right. Um, no, I mean, and- I, I get, but I mean, here's the thing about the predator is like, I, this, this is the same problem I, I had in the first film is, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the like Dutch and his and his people, they all kind of one by one turn to fight this thing, man up, and then I don't I mean it's his his incredible tech and his camouflage. Like that's such a formidable advantage. Sure. And I, but I, then, I but felt, then Dutch has to go low tech and beat him. I right. Felt, like I that's what felt, happened. I kind of felt bad for the wolf though. Oh, poor wolf. All he thought was just like, what the hell? He's like, what did I just hit? I just hit a wall. I just ran into something. The poor wolf. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have a chance. And then that poor snake. That poor snake just gets gutted. Well, snake definitely had no chance. So, Well, I also, I mean, some things that kind of, if you're looking at this narratively as a writer, some mm-hmm. things that also is, for some reason, I mean, these people out in the plains, these Comanche people that have that their village is literally in, in the center of a big plain, center of a big plains and, mm-hmm. and with the river going through it. So they have water, but like they, they, they'd always have to be on alert for things that are stalking them or hunting them or big parties of raiders or whatever. And so the fact that no one believed her when she's like, no guys, there is something big and it's around us. That kind of bothered me a little bit. Cause like, what else do you do in those times except just be on alert from things that you think might be around you? Right. I, I mean, I guess I don't know. <laughs> So like that to me that part of the writing just seemed a little false because I mean I feel like I, I again I don't know what it's like to be seventeen nineteen Comanche but I have a feeling they would have taken her a little more seriously than what they did. Mm. Mm. I, I think they needed to not take her seriously for the story, which is you know kind of a to me it's kind of a plot device. But I mean they could have kind of made fun of her and then well I, they basically test her until she proves that she can hold her own, and she does. I mean. And then she does, and then but do you notice though? After she holds her own, they kind of stop screwing with her. But then everybody else that was screwing with her dies anyway. <laughs> so then it doesn't really matter. Which is which is why I'm I'm happy that placement went the way that it did because I mean they weren't just screwing with her; they were like straight up, like they were punching her in the face, and mm-hmm. like I mean they were just they were giving her they were giving her the beat down. Yeah. Like, so not to sound like I'm defending this. But in their defense, she was also punching them directly in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Okay, yeah. When you, true. When you get yeah, I, I'm, I'm not trying to spin that any weird way, but she kind of started this fight. So <laughs> you're right. You're you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, it's and so then Fred, of course, the predator, he makes himself known and makes mincemeat of the two warriors pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I, I appreciate it because like those those assholes just beat the hell out of a of a younger you know, Comanche squaw woman or whatever you, whatever you would call her. But I mean, I kind of like that. It's funny. I, I didn't mind when human, the only person, the only, only person I, 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 whose life I was like, Oh, that sucks. Was one of the storyline deaths. The sacrifice. Like, sure. Yeah. And that was, and that was good though. Like it, it, it really did work, you know? And what surprised me was I actually, and I, I usually hate these scenes and Roger, we're talking about things in shorthand, but the mm-hmm. scenes when uh, when the French trapper they launched their trap on this thing. Mm-hmm. How that worked? It, it, it did. <laughs> That's like but you know what we did get to see uh, predator stuff that we haven't really seen before. We got to see this sweet pop up shield. Um, that's pretty badass. Um, we got to see the net, which is awesome. 
the old uh, like Mortal Kombat Cyrax net where he throws it on somebody against a, we've, we've a log. Net. We've seen that. Have we? In AVP. Again, I don't know. If, I don't okay. Know how, I mean, okay, I guess I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize that. But yeah, look, it's badass how it just eats through the body and then all the way through the tree and then just resets itself. Like, that's awesome. It like, is. I thought it that is. was awesome. That's some awesome tech they have. You know what? You know what I don't think we've ever seen is a Predator homeworld. It may be an interesting place. <laughs> and then have like such awesome tech that, you know, just does whatever. It's funny they have all this awesome tech, but they still have to fly around in a spaceship to get places. Interesting. I mean, we don't know that they have to. Maybe they choose to. That's true. I mean, I guess, I mean, that'd be the horse. I mean, I can take multiple modes of transportation. That's true. That is. I can take a plane or a train or a jet or a car or (laughs) any number of things. Yeah. Get on, get on the space train to a new planet. I mean, it just doesn't, the way it works, man. It's not the way it works. So, I mean, okay. So we, we, we move quickly from, uh, we move quickly from. Well, I'm sorry. You're talking about moving quickly. This movie is paced very well, by the way. I think so. Very well. We move quickly from the French trapper failed ambush into into the into what is the final confrontation, which I thought was well. We go to Naru and the sacrifice, and then the final confrontation after the trappers. Unless you're considering that all the same kind of thing, same part. It it just kind of go. It's like seamlessly moves into one another. So yeah. I was I really I really dug so much of what this movie does with the fight scenes especially it's good mm-hmm. choreography with her brother fighting excuse me with her brother fighting the predator I thought that was awesome choreography I was, it was really cool into that. that was awesome shows you what a, a Comanche warrior can do and dude can brawl that's for sure dude held his own against a fucking predator for like forty five seconds you know how hard that is good for him I mean yeah I watched it on TV so I know. <laughs> incredibly tough (laughs) (laughs) um i thought that i I really like seeing that and it's interesting to see things i mean the very nature of these movies a predator is of course you know it it is that very ritualistic tribalistic like you know you stand abreast to some to some guy with only a weapon and then you you know hand-to-hand weapon combat there's no you know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's kind of what it boils down to. When, well, to and we, we have multiple instances in this movie where the Predator does not attack somebody. He does not deem a threat because he encounters Naru as she is stuck in a trapper trap and just walks by. Like he looks at the chain, he even picks up the chain to check it and realizes that she's not a threat at that point and just leaves her alone. Which, but I mean, so what's the, I was going to ask you about the, the French guy that gets his leg, gets his foot cut off when he has like get it cauterized. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't even know he's there until the guys. I mean, like he's not a. Threat he stepped though. on him. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a threat. He stepped on him on purpose again. Well, so hey, well, I, I look at it a little bit different way than not being a threat. I think when he stepped on him, like he struck at him, and the predators did like initial reaction, like holy shit, and just killed him. Like I, I think that that's part of that. All right, I can, fair enough. I just yeah, I, like you know what I mean. If you were just if you bumped into something, like you wouldn't just suddenly kick out at it. Maybe I would probably. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's human nature, I think, to try to defend yourself from getting getting hurt. So I think that would, you know, of course, play a role. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that. There's, of course, there's that. Um, yeah, there's. I like there's kind of rules to being a predator in this one. Like the, like the, you don't. And if, if it's not, if it's not a threat, you you don't attack it. I like there's there's honor bound rules. He is 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 predators look at themselves as honor bound, and that's one of the consistent things throughout some of the movies. So that's kind of. And yeah. I dig. I did dig how we replaced the the shoulder cannon for. I don't even know what you call this thing. Well, a little bit lower tech. I call it like a dart gun or like a bolt. Well, I guess technically it's a bolt, like a crossbow. Bolt. 
Yeah, a bolt gun. They, like they go wherever the the predator the tracking the, the the tracking the three dots go. I think that was pretty cool. How we figured how how she figured that out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. I'm I'm a big fan of Predator Tech and the different what they have. I mean, we haven't really had much of a difference though. In like many of those movies, they all had the same stuff. Which, I mean, it's well, crazy. the thing about the one and two, they weren't that far apart, so their tech might not have changed too too much. You know, it's like point. if you if you film something in 2020 and then film something again in 2022, the tech wouldn't be significantly advanced. No, of course. But I mean, I, I I like how we got to see some of the new Predator tech in this one. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I don't know if it's new; it's different Predator tech. Okay, fine. Well, that's what I mean. It, new to us, anyway. Sure, new, new to us. But I I did dig how we got to see some new stuff with the Predator. Um, so let's. I mean, as soon as did you see how the end was gonna? As soon as she did, you see the end coming? As soon as the, she she somehow stumbled into this in the story, you saw that's how the end was gonna play out, didn't you? Well, I, I saw some of it. Now it doesn't. It ended similarly what I thought was gonna happen, but not exactly. I don't want to spoil it, but it is. It's okay. Um, you know, I'm happy with how it went down. Uh, it's not a giant surprise though, if you you know have been watching the movie, but it does. It works. It's fitting, filling even. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, would canonically it fits with the first one. Sure. You no, know, I mean, kind of what Dutch had to do, she has to do as well. Mm-hmm. I, I did that. I, I wish we weren't like spoon fed it so early in the movie, though. Of you know, that kind of bothered me a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I was she, okay with it. She, she discovers it right before she discovers the bear, and then all of a sudden she doesn't have any mud on her at all. Interesting. Well, she, I mean, she did wash herself off. Sure, sure. I mean, um, she went to the stream and started washing herself off. Because that mud had to smell like shit. So definitely had to stale mud is terrible. That's the worst. If it bleeds, we can kill it. I'm glad we got that line to pay homage to the first one, at least in the nineteen eighty seven one. That was an interesting homage we we played. So that's also a McTiernan thing as we've discussed. Sure, um, that's all right. So Roger, where do you think the next one goes? With there's all I mean, this movie's had such success. People are talking about this online like you wouldn't believe. Where do you think the sequel is gonna inevitably go? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that's interesting. I, I would be like, we've never had a direct um, sequel, have we? I mean, AVP Requiem, but that, 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 I, don't, I don't consider that canon. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. So that one starts like literally seconds after the first one ends with the chest. Yeah, stupid alien predator hybrid, the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, I, I mean, the idea behind it is interesting. It just doesn't work. No, it's just well, it's very early two thousands thinking of oh, wouldn't that be cool? You know, um, I th- I don't I don't want to say we go. I mean, I, you know, my stupid like I want to see this happen is like put a predator in like the American Revolution and like you know guys with muskets or I mean I just I don't know I just put it in different in different points of history and just see what see what happens. Well, Chris had brought up, and unfortunately he couldn't make it tonight because he's on uh, traveling, but he brought up something when we were just talking before um, our first show, first episode this week about how cool would it be if he went, instead of going forward, he went backward. Um, what if there was like a predator visited like ancient Egypt or something like that? Like, I think, and I agree with him, I think that'd be badass, except I wouldn't have went to Egypt. I would have choose, like, feudal China or Japan. Well, because those are, I mean, I mean, when you think of Egypt, I'm not, you think of pyramids and you think of things that aren't warriors, but when you think of yes. feudal, feudal Japan, you think of samurai. So that, that's where my head went, yes. That'd be, really, that'd be a really cool showdown between some samurai and some predator. 
I mean, especially if it's, you know, like, you know, 900, you know, 800 years before this or some shit, right? Like, wouldn't yeah. that be cool? Samurai were the most sophisticated warriors on the planet for like a thousand years. Yep. So, I mean, they, they ruled the roost as far as that goes. But that pretty yeah, much. I, I think, think that'd, that'd be, be really cool. fucking awesome. But, I mean, if they do a direct sequel to Prey, and listen, I'm here for it if they do. I mean, kick it like five years in the future so it doesn't have to age out too much. You know? what do you, like, what's the story then? Well, so what's the story is for the first time a predator didn't come home, maybe? Well, I mean, and yeah. they send somebody back to to figure it out. But it wouldn't I'm sure it wouldn't just be one, it'd be like two or three. Well, that's okay. So so that predator ship is just kind of hanging out in Earth's orbit for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncrewed, unmanned. Yeah. Well, I mean, or this leaves because no one called for it to come back. And so, and, I mean, again, go go on with your theory of where the sequel is. You you think it should be Naru and the Comanche people again? I mean, I'm okay with that. Or may, well, maybe it's Naru, but it's not Naru with just the Comanche. Maybe, you know, maybe we jump ahead like five years, and she's a little bit more civilization around. So we actually have like, you know, like soldiers in that area, like cavalry. Maybe I don't know. I, I just don't know. But I think you definitely find something. Now the time frame would be weird because I, I mean, obviously I don't, I'm not a not a big guy, you know, early seventeenth or eighteenth century uh, history, right? So it's not really couldn't tell you a time frame. Well, that, I mean, that's still where we seventeen nineteen is still decades before the French and Indian War, so you still mm-hmm. have a lot of time to cover before the actual war on the continent. So I mean, there's there's that, but I mean, yeah, you definitely could. I mean, there's look if this one. I, I would have loved to see what this would have done theatrically, like box office. Yeah. Would that, have been interesting? Right? would that have been interesting? I think so. I, I think we're definitely going to get some kind of a follow-up to this. I don't know what that's going to be, but I, as I, hope, a, she, I hope she builds her own spaceship and goes looking for him <laughs> to exact revenge. In, in, <laughs> for her brother? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, spoiler, Jesus. I mean, you don't know how. No, no one knows how. Um, oh, all yeah. right. Fair. I mean, I already talked about. I it. mean, maybe that's a bit far fetched. <laughs> a bit, you think? A bit. Yeah, she knows how to interpret their technology and then fly to the heavens and the stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm. I'll be honest with you. I think Predator's a cool idea. Um, obviously, we've seen how bad Predator movies can be. It, just make a good story and make it somewhere in the realm of this kind of good. No, I'm here for it all day. You know, don't give me Alien vs Predator. Don't give me the 2018 Predator movie. You know, and Will we at least merit a look from me? Right. I agree. I mean, this was again. This was a surprise out of left field, but it was a damn good surprise. Yes, movies only. It's an hour and forty-five minutes. Pretty fast-paced. The action is pretty good visually. Now it's a Hulu movie. Still looks pretty good because that's twentieth-century. You know, the old Fox studio making it looks really nice and you know, four K HDR ten on my on my giant TV screen with surround sound going. It worked pretty well. Only had to watch one ad before it started. <laughs> yeah, one ad for one minute and forty-two seconds or something like that. Yep, yeah. and it was Hulu. damn fine, damn fine. Hulu's got some good stuff. Their original stuff's pretty tight. So, you know, they they also do make the greatest movie ever made of Palm Springs. <laughs> it is. So yeah. there is that. You want two two different sides of Hulu? Watch both of those movies back to back. Indeed. So. Mm. So let's move to score it then, Roger. And this is this was always supposed to be a shorter episode for us. Sure, episode. sure. Well, I have Chris's score, so I'll give Chris a score first. Uh, Chris gave it a seven point five. Mm. So, 
Was there, that. Any, was there any notes with it or just a He did not give me any notes, unfortunately. But, well, but I mean, we know that Chris did like it quite a bit. So He did. Good, he good. did. Do you want to go or you want me to go? Um, for me, this is a straight seven. Okay. I didn't expect what we got, but I'm very happy with the movie we got. Uh, I didn't, honestly, I never expected another Predator movie to be any good. But this one, it changed my <laughs> mind about what they can be, especially if you look at what the what the character of the Predator is and what their, their, their honor-bound kind of way to do things. And, and then you, you put them against a Comanche warrior, and I, I'm, I'm here for it. I thought it was awesome. Absolutely. Um, this movie does, it was, God, what a goddamn welcome surprise. And I know we talk about this every now and then. On how you you just have low expectations for movies, and you know you don't expect anything. Now it's not that I didn't expect anything from Prey, but you know I always talk about the movie Hustlers as a movie I didn't really have any interest in seeing, and turns out it was excellent. Now I'm not going to go so far and say this movie is as good as Hustlers because it's really not to me. However, it was a really welcome surprise, and I, I agree with Chris on this one. Not too far away from you either. I'm going with a 7.5 as well. This is one of the better movies that I've seen in a while that was like good from start to finish. And it never had any kind of letdown. The acting's great. The visuals are great. Um, I mean, a little bit better, a little bit longer, a little bit more drama. And this movie might be a nine. I mean, like it, they're they're bordered on how good it could have been. Um, but ultimately, it still is a predator movie. So you kind of know what's going to kind of know what you're getting into. But um, I was very happy to watch this movie. I will absolutely watch this movie again sometime. Um, and it's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you don't have to pay anything for it. Just fire it up. That's it. Fire it up. All right, baby. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us for this shorter episode. This has been episode 290B of For the Love of Cinema. B. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Check us out on YouTube there. We've made our return. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Next week. Bullet Train and 13 Live. Some reason it didn't save in the in the Word document. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, Bullet Train and 13 Live. I'm really excited for Bullet Train. I gotta say, I'm really excited. And if you saw our um if you saw our, our story I posted about Brian Tyree Henry, it was he said he was really in awe of Brad Pitt's lovely golden locks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I've seen Bullet Train. Ooh, buddy. Oh, boy. I'm excited. That's going to be a good one. Good times. All right. Take care, everybody. Take care. Deuces.